Hello and welcome to the Big Topic in Women's MMA Podcast. Frank Posen here along with Sean Hume. Going to talk about the week's doings in the UFC Women's MMA. Don't forget to check out my other podcast, Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast, and also my blog, frankp316.blogspot.com. Two new UFC videos up on my blog, including from last Saturday, Jan Shonan over, uh, over Claudia Gadelia by unanimous decision. And uh, this fight went pretty much as we predicted it would last week. Uh, Claudia won the first round with a couple of takedowns, but she tired herself out. And so in the second and third round, uh, Jan basically picked her apart. And so, uh, you know, she did a great job, and uh, her, so did her coach, Taekwon Zhang. So uh, Jan, I guess, is going on to bigger and better things. I do not think she can make it to a title match. What do you think, Swan? I, I don't think so either. I think she's got limitations in her athleticism that are going to hinder her at the elite levels. And I think a lot of her success has been on the fact that, A, she's fought fundamentally flawed fighters in, in this win streak. She's beaten them, but they're hugely fundamentally flawed, inconsistent fighters. And, B, a lot of her style is based on her being in the shape and being able to push the pace. She makes, in my, my estimation, defensively, she makes a lot of mistakes as a grappler and as a wrestler. But luckily, she's faced fighters who can't really impose that. And her scrambling and her just m- making them work on the ground and it enables her to navigate those holes. Against a Rose Namunis, that's not going to work. Against a Joanna Jandrejic, that's not going to work. Against a Wiley, that's not going to work. Even against an Amanda Rivas or a Carla Esparza, I feel like she could be exposed because those people have not just a depth of skill, but enough physicality to navigate her mobility, her activity, and her, her cardio. That's not going to work against them. So I feel like she can put on action fights. She'll never be in a boring fight, but I don't think she'll ever be truly elite, much less a world champion. I think she could beat Carla because she's a lot bigger than Carla. But other than that, I, think... I, I don't think it'll be as easy as you think. I think it'd be kind of a tough fight for her. Yeah, yeah, I, that I agree with. Um, now, like, here's the question, okay? This problem is, my question is, what is she going to do about it? The last time she lost a fight like this, which was to need an answer off, Okay. She picked up and moved out of Latrell Yee in Albuquerque and moved to Mark Henry in New Jersey. Now, she lives in Philadelphia. She had her own gym there. And so I don't think she's moving very far. But it would not shock me if she decided to go someplace else with her, with her training. Okay. Whether she should or not is another yeah. story. But I think, I think she's a very arrogant person, and I think that's a problem. She, she's still got enough physical talent and experience where she's going to be able to go to other camps or be, a, be, be an appealing pickup to it for another camp because she goes to your camp, you can still get two or, put her on a two or three fight win streak, which makes y'all look good. And she's known as the person who jumps different camps. So when she eventually leaves, it's not going to reflect badly on you. She's left one, two, and if she leaves Mark Henry, it'll be three other high quality camps. So nobody's going to attribute that negative, negative, negativity towards yourself. I personally think she should stay with Mark Henry because I believe he's having her fight in the manner that she needs to fight, where she picks her spots to explode, she controls the fight on the, on, on the feet, and then works the, the wrestling and the takedowns in, into it in a non-explosive manner so she's not burning through energy to get takedowns that don't, don't really benefit her other than scoring points for the takedown. She doesn't do enough damage, nor does she finish. But I don't know if she's prepared to have those kind of honest conversations about 
the holes in her game because it seems like she's been fighting the wrong fight for the past six or seven years, and she hasn't made an adjustment. And that's very concerning to me that she hasn't adjusted it consistently, even though it's been the constant reason she's lost. Yeah, but that's why I think she's going to leave. Anyway, anyway, we'll see what she does. Okay, you never know. But uh, let's go on to Tuesday, the uh, Tuesday Night Contender Series. We had a, a fight there. Uh, Luana Panero uh, beat Stephanie Frosto uh, by first-round knockout. Didn't particularly surprise me. Uh, Luana is from uh, Brazil. She trains at Nova Uniao, according to what I saw in the broadcast. She's been uh, training in martial arts since she was a little girl with her father. Uh, primarily judo. Didn't see that in this fight because the first combination that she threw knocked Stephanie out, and that was it, and she got the contract. And that's going to happen a lot in the contender series. Yeah, um, she's just a bigger, better athlete. Frosto was afraid of getting thrown, was afraid of getting hit. I think the size and the and the speed and the aggression just caught her off guard. And when you're if you're attacking somebody and you're not afraid of what they're throwing back or they won't throw back. It's only a matter of time before you, you overwhelm them, and that's all that happened. Frosto just got out-athleted, intimidated and out-athleted. Okay, let's go on to this Saturday. Um, we have three women's fights on the show. first one is uh, at strawweight, Kay Hansen versus Corey McKinney, and they're both young fighters, 21 years old. Kay trains at uh, MMA Gold in El Dorado Hills, California. Dave West is the coach, and uh, Aspen Ladd is her teammate. And uh, she won her UFC debut over uh, uh, Jinyu Fry. Uh, Corey is from Wales. She's also 21 years old. Uh, she is a Cage Warriors uh, veteran. Uh, she trains now at Team Alpha Male in Sacramento to run in favor. And uh, she won at on the Contender Series in, in uh, August. Um, I give Kay a bit of an edge here, but I think it'll be a fun fight, uh, mostly because she's better on the ground. Okay, so give me your thoughts on that one. Uh, I, I agree with you. Kay's got the advantage. I think she's faced a better opposition. I think she's got the overall better skill set, and her, her game kind of flows all together. I, I believe Cora McKenna came over to work with Team Alpha Male because she was lacking in the wrestling and the defensive grassley aspect of it. So she wanted to come to a, a camp where she could kind of develop the, the ability to transition between ranges offensively and defensively. Really, really her b- biggest advantage in this fight is the fact she'll be aggressive and she'll put strikes together to try to impose her will on, on Kay Hansen. But once again, she's smaller than her. She's not as physically strong or durable. She's not as good an athlete. So I think on the feet, it should be more or less 50-50. The difference is going to be on the ground where Hansen is going to have the option of looking for reactive takedowns because McKenna over-pursues on her strikes. And once she gets a takedown and gets a superior position, I don't believe that McKenna has the skills to submit her. I think Kant is a better grappler. On top of that, she's bigger and stronger. On top of that, she's a better athlete. On top of that, she's faced better, better grapplers and better fighters. So, so it'll be a tough fight for her because she's facing a, a younger, a young opponent who's fresh, who's confident, who's active, and who, who won't, won't be afraid to spend energy to get to her but she has almost every possible advantage in this fight from physical to experience to skill. So it's going to be a very, and if you're working with team alpha male, your, your fight strategy is never going to be great. So she has every possible advantage. It'll be tough because McKenna is a gamer, but if, if Hanson loses this fight, I'll be shocked. I'll, I'll okay. be very shocked. Okay. Fight number two, also at straw weight is Ashley Yoder 
versus Miranda Granger. And the only thing I will say about this fight is I don't care about it. Okay. They're both to me, especially Ashley, they're low level fighters. I knew you were going to say that. You knew I was going to say that, huh? Yeah. Well, yeah. Ashley uh, trains at Team Quest in uh, California. That's uh, Dan Henderson's gym. And, uh, you know, so we know who she is. Well, see, the thing is, you keep talking about her when you want to talk about low level UFC fighters. She doesn't belong to UFC. She's really good. So, uh, you know, that's all I got to say about her. And, and I, Miranda has yet to prove that she's any good herself. So I don't care for either of them. So, you can see anything good in this fight? I don't. It's, uh, the only thing good in it is it's two it's two fairly young fighters. Even though Yoder's been in the UFC for a little bit, she's still fairly young. There's still a potential that she could ascend. How far she could ascend, we don't know, but she could be a better version of herself in the next two years. Granger is largely unproven, so there's a chance that she could be better than what we've seen so far. Really, it's a striker versus grappler fight. Granger is a long more of a stalking fighter. She likes the pressure. She's not really great at it. She doesn't do a really sharp combination. She's not a very explosive puncher. Defensively, she's very vulnerable, but she will stay on you and she will pressure you. And if she gets into clinches, she will beat you up. Yoder's serviceable on the feet, but the main thing she wants to do is get takedowns, get tie-ups, get trips, get you on the ground and either control you or try to finish you. I say Yoder has the advantage. She's faced much better athletes. She's faced much better strikers. She's faced much more experienced fighters. And Granger seems to have a problem when her physicality can't dictate a fight, she seems to have some issues. So I don't think she can bully Yoder. I don't think Yoder's going to get bullied by her. And if she can't bully Yoder and just intimidate her and pressure, I don't think she can win. And I don't believe she's going to do that. I think Yoder's going to win this. And it doesn't prove Yoder's all that great because Granger's a very suspect fighter too. But it is a win, and wins are hard to come by in mixed martial arts. Yeah, I mean, let's go out to the next one because I like it a lot better. Okay, the, the third fight, which was the strawweight, it was supposed to be Lavinia Souza versus the debuting Kaneko Murata, but Lavinia pulled out, and coming in is Randa Marcos. <laughs> okay, so Randa, we all know who she is. She's from Windsor, Ontario. She trains at uh, Michigan Top Team in Dearborn, Michigan, and that is former UFC fighter Darren Crookshank. And uh, her thing is wrestling. But she's mistake-prone. Oh, boy, does she make mistakes. <laughs> and she has trouble putting wins together. That's the other thing. Okay, Conoco is very interesting. Can we follow her career since she started? Okay, Conoco is from Japan, of course. She fought at Nihon University. She was discovered and recruited to Ryzen by uh, many-time uh, Olympic wrestling champ, uh, Saori Yoshida. And the problem that uh, she's got an 11 and 1 record. The problem with Conoco in Rising is she's a straw weight. And so all he got there is atom weights. So what they did is they farmed her out to uh, Invicta, and she won the Invicta uh, straw weight championship in her, second, in her second fight. And now here she is in the UFC. Now here's an interesting point. I was talking to my buddy Charlie about this. And it seems that the contract is not with Kaneko Murata. The contract is with Ryzen. UFC's contract is with Ryzen. I never heard of them doing anything like that before. So she apparently... Yeah, they said they don't do that. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. She's still working for Ryzen. This is what he told me. She's still working for Ryzen. 
She still lives in Japan uh, when she's not fighting. When she's got a fight camp going on, she comes to California and she trains with Kieran Fitzgibbon at Combat Sports Academy. Okay? She's a, she's a wrestler. And actually, that's what we've got here. We've got two wrestlers here. And Kaneko is better at it than Randa. She doesn't make the same kind of mistakes that Randa makes. So she's a much more disciplined fighter in that regard. I think she has better coaching too, but that's another story. But uh, that's the thing that most interested me is that they've never done that before, the UFC. So what do you think, Schwan? Yeah. Uh, well, I think I, it makes if this ever got out, like big news, people would start wondering why UFC can't do other deals to get the fights they really yeah. want to see from fighters with other organizations. I was thinking the same I, thing. It never happened, but it, it would start if somebody came, if somebody came out and had this conversation, then there might be some pressure because there's fights we want to see from other organizations we'll never see because the UFC doesn't co-promote. They don't do deals, and now we've been told that's a that's a, a load of crap because this isn't even a star name million dollar fighter. She could did a deal a, for so if you can do a deal for her, she could be a star. She she could be, but she's not current. She's not she could, but she's not currently now. So if you can do a deal for her, why not a p- deal for Pitbull? You can do a deal for her, why not a deal for this person? Well, so it opens that I'm argument, but, that. but but yeah, yeah. But back to the fight, um, my read on it is similar to yours. Randa Marcos, her biggest issue is she's she seems to have plateaued as far as her skill and her strategy. She had a chance to go to fight to train with George St. Pierre's camp, and they made her do some things that she wasn't comfortable with, some things that were a little different than she used to. So she went back to her old camp, and all that tells me. She's not comfortable being uncomfortable. If you're not comfortable being uncomfortable, you can't really get any better. So essentially, she gets by on aggression and athleticism. That's what basically shows up in every single fight. She can strike a little bit. She can wrestle, but there's no real structure and discipline to it. I don't think that's enough. for her is her opponent. Yeah, no, it's not. That's the difference. Her opponent is very structured. Her opponent has faced high-level athletes. Her opponent is very disciplined in her approach and her training. You see incremental improvements in all her skill sets. Random Marcus has been the same fighter for five years. So her athleticism and her aggression may cause, may cause Murata some problems if she jumps on it real quick. But the fact of the matter is, at some point, she's going to give you something. And when she makes the mistake, she can never get herself back into a fight to get in winning position. So it's just a matter of time before she gives her something. I think we might see Marcos on a three-fight losing streak starting Saturday. Yeah, Conoco faced high-level competition when she was at Nihon University. Yeah, she faced... Yeah, so uh, she's faced it in, in her in her in her university stages. She's faced it in MMA. She's not going to be shocked by the athleticism and aggression. She's been in big fights. She's been in tough spots. Okay, so I'm already hearing that lost I'm already fight. hearing taught whispers that if she doesn't win here, Randa is gone. What do you think about that? I think the fact that she's willing to fill in on a late notice like this, probably not. Like gone, like gone, like she's gone from the UFC or gone from MMA? Gone from the UFC. Oh, well, yeah, because now she'd be on a – the thing you could depend on is she would win one, lose one. So she was 500, and you could always justify her being in there because she was kind of a, a, a journeyman. She could test fighters. But if she went loses three in a row, that means essentially she's been figured out. If she's been figured out, I can no longer use you to even – as a litmus test for younger fighters coming in because you're, you're no longer able to be competitive. So this is this is a fight she has to win, and to be honest, I think she has to win it impressively. Ekin Bai win isn't doing her any favors either. 
So I, I really believe she's hit her ceiling. The UFC is like, I think she's a complainer. I think it's a tough fight for her. It is, but the thing about it is she doesn't do herself any favors. She's not consistent. She's always complaining about how she's robbed and it wasn't fair and they didn't do this and it's everybody else's fault. It just gets old. She never once says, I made a mistake. I haven't gotten better. I gave this fight away. I did this and I don't know why the judges went here. Well, yeah, you stopped fighting after round two. Or, or I don't know why the judges didn't give me. I dominated the first round. You dominated with your wrestling and for some reason the rest of the fight you didn't even attempt to take down. That's why you lost it. But it's the judges' fault. It's a, The UFC has their poster girl. You just got beat. And people can get tired of a squeaky wheel that can't perform. Laura Murphy might complain, but she's on a win streak. Rhonda Marcos is complaining, and she can't put two wins together, ever. It's a different world when you can't, when you can't win or you don't draw attention from fans. I like Conoco in this fight. Yep, more disciplined, better athlete, stronger. I think Marcos could get, could get some work done on the feet, but if she gets too aggressive, she's going to get taken down. And to be honest, from what I see, Conoco looks like she hits hard. She, she looks does. Like she hits pretty hard. She does, but so I think, she she's a, I think she's, she's smart she's enough. Marcus, Marcus like one no she's smart enough to use her striking to get to the ground. Like that's how she does things. You know, she it's like she almost trains herself. Like she's very knowledgeable. So, you know. All right, let's go on to Tuesday. She, she, we got two fights on uh, the. It's apparently the season finale this Tuesday of the Contender Series. Okay, so the first fight is one that was rescheduled from a couple of weeks ago. It is Pauline Macias against uh, Gloria De Paula, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Uh, what happened was uh, Gloria tested positive for COVID nineteen, so they rescheduled it. And uh, uh, I like Gloria to win this fight. Um, you know, uh, Pauline is an LFA veteran. Uh, I think we both said the same thing about this. If I remember correctly. Yeah, pretty much. We had the same opinion on okay. it. Okay, so we'll go on to the other one because at least we haven't talked about them before. Okay, it's going to be uh, at flyweight, Chelsea Hackett versus Victoria Leonardo. Victoria Leonardo, uh, most fans should be familiar with her. She fought in Invicta. Uh, she's from Shreveport, Louisiana. I, I don't think she's all that great, but I think she's supposed to lose here. Chelsea Hackett. Is she's more tough than good? Yeah, Chelsea Hackett is from Melbourne, Australia. Uh, she's a former Muay Thai champ. Uh, she's trained by her father, uh, Jeff Hackett. Uh, she has fought. I think she's four zero and one. She's fought all her fights at home uh, for a company called the Turtle MMA. Uh, I watch, I don't know if you watched. Uh, I took to watch a couple of her fights on uh, YouTube, and I did. And she's pretty aggressive as strikers go. You can sit there and say. Oh, well, all she does is buoy tie. Well, I don't know. It seems to me that the flyweight champion, the current flyweight champion, fits that description. So uh, I don't think that it's out of the realm of possibility that Chelsea Hackett can be the same kind of fighter. What do you think? Um, I think there's some potential. I don't know that she's quite the athlete or the physical specimen. No, that, that's, that's one of those time will tell things, but she seems to have some Yeah. Yeah, but it, but just she has solid she has solid striking fundamentals and she's aggressive. And a lot of strikers, the reason they struggle is because they're so scared of being taken down. They take they take themselves out of their striking game. And I'm like, you need to learn how to grapple well enough to assert yourself on the feet. You're giving up your advantage because you're so scared of being taken down. And that that's the death knell. She doesn't seem to have that fear. 
and she seems to want to get into clinches so she can kind of dictate to you, beat you up. And if she can get into those clinches clean, she can really do some work and, and keep from being taken down and keep from being worked over. Um, in this fight, they're face putting her up against somebody who's got some skills, but a person who's more aggressive and tough than actually technical and good. And so I think it should be more or less target practice unless unless her opponent jumps on her right away and just overwhelms her with physicality. But she's never been – she's not that big physical. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I think it should be a, a fairly one-sided one beating. It might be a quick knockout, but I think, I think her opponent's pretty tough and pretty gritty, so she'll probably take a bit of a beating on the way to being defeated. Maybe she gets some miraculous takedown and, and can work something out. But if it's not a Hail Mary takedown, a Hail Mary, Hail Mary strike, I expect this to be over, be very one-sided and be over very quickly. Whether she knocks her out or not, the fight will be over very quickly. In both of these fights on from Tuesday, the question is, will the winner do enough to earn a UFC contract? And, and again, I'll point out that Dana White has been pretty generous with them uh, on this season. But this is the final. Yeah, he's sorry. He's trying to get rid of that that, that that he's trying to get rid of that dead weight. Some of these people are on contract that they're getting paid money, and he can get rid of them and bring in a young fighter for half the pay. Probably true. He, he just wants trying to get rid of that dead. That's probably true. Anyway, that's it for today. You got anything else you want to talk about, Juan? Uh, no, just always I tell people to, you know, if you want to hear more of male mixed martial arts and some boxing, always check out the MMA Ratings Podcast. That's another show I'm on. I am not quite as abrasive as I am on this show, but <laughs> that's because of the co-host. He's very – this guy, is very, Frank's very aggressive with his opinions, as you all have noticed. Yeah, but you got listen, uh, my job is to, is to do the interview and get it out of you. And, and when you want to hold back, I kind of don't like that. <laughs> but that – but that's, that's, that's the way I am. I mean, you listen to some of these podcasts, some of these guys, it's like, Jesus, man, don't hold back. Tell me what you really think, you know, and I just don't want people. Sometimes I wonder if they're working for the, I wonder if they're working for the fighter. I'm like, why are you so nice? Yeah, like you can, you, you can know. criticize and they're like, well, they made, they made a battle. No, they didn't. That was a terrible fight. What are you talking about? But this is the thing. I, I get this all the time where people think I'm too critical or something like that. Listen, I don't give a shit. Okay. I say what I want to say. Okay. And that's it. I don't even have any defense for it except that. That's the way I am. I've always been like that. I'm like that with music, too, you know, and movies and stuff like that. I'm just as bad, you know, but that's okay. You know, it, uh, like I said, right, okay. the, the job here for me is to get it out of you because you want to hold back. A little bit, and I, I, I really don't want you to do that. Okay. I All right. You. So that's it for today. Again, don't forget to check out my blog for those videos I posted, frankp316.blogspot.com, and my other podcast, Frank Posing's Big Bad Podcast. If uh, you have any questions or comments from my blog or my podcast, you can leave them in the voicemail. And if you would like to subscribe to the podcast, you can do so on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Enjoy the fights. We'll talk to you later.